So let's get started, Paul. Thank you so much for being here. Based on what I know about you, you have been coaching people come to spirituality and helping in spiritual awakening. You have also been quite closely following hermetic philosophy and trying to understand the deeper meaning of life. Apart from that, I know that you are into digital marketing. You're helping people set up their podcast. You're helping people become more successful in what they do. I'm really excited to have you on my show. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate you having me here. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here with your guests or with your listeners. So, Paul, it would be a good opportunity for everyone to know a little more about you. So if you don't mind giving some of your background before we get into the real topic of discussion. Sure. So a few years ago, I got into podcasting. I was in the, the military at the time. And I realized pretty much as soon as I joined the military that, you know, I wanted something more from life, that there was more out there that I was supposed to be doing and entrepreneurship in general really called to me. And, you know, it was something that I really wanted to get into. So that way I could create my own schedule. I could live life on my own terms. And the army was really kind of uh, helping me see that I had some issues around sensory overwhelm. And uh, I realized eventually that I'm on the the autism spectrum and um, I've got a lot of issues with kind of uh, overwhelm and stuff like that. So it's really important for people like me to kind of have um, have control over our own schedule really and work on our own terms because we're meant to be entrepreneurs. Like people like me do a lot better in that sort of capacity. So entrepreneurship in general really called to me. So I got into podcasting and digital marketing while I was still in the military. So I was doing this like nights and weekends, just trying to learn this extra skill and level up. So that way I could do something different after I got out of the military. And then um, I got out of the army about two years ago, and um, I've been helping people with podcasting and digital marketing and building sales funnels and stuff like that ever since. And it's been a, been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I'm super pumped about it. And all the while, I've been doing uh, my own podcast, Beyond Homo Sapien, which is about the ongoing evolution of humanity and how you can take part, basically kind of how you can experience this spiritual awakening that's happening all over the world and actually use it to make a difference in your life and the lives of other people. Really interesting. Thank you so much for giving us your background. You did mention something about on the spectrum of autism. And it's quite interesting that one of my earliest guests on the show was actually someone who struggled with autism. So would like to know if being on the spectrum of autism, did that play any role in you trying to look at deeper meaning of life? Did that contribute to you having a different perception about life? Yeah, I definitely say so because um, I think that a big part of autism is just you're able to see the world from a different perspective. So a big part of it is that um, it's kind of off my radar that other people are people too. A lot of times, like you'll find the people who are autistic, like we really kind of have exist in our own worlds most of the time. And it can be a difficulty to kind of go outside of that and have experiences with other people and kind of think from other people's perspectives. So um, I was able, I'm able to do that now a lot better thanks to going through therapy and really kind of developing an understanding around that and uh, practicing it, but it's not something that like comes naturally to me, if that makes sense. So um, all of the brain power that usually gets used up by other people, like thinking about other people, like what those people think about them or what are they doing? Or I, I don't know, but 
um, all that brain power I have left over to work on other stuff kind of mentally, which is why I've always been interested ever since I was a little kid in kind of diving into like, what is the true nature of reality? What is really going on here? Especially because again, like kind of coming from that, that viewpoint of being autistic, um, the world's always seemed like kind of a really strange place to me. Like ever since I was a little kid, I always felt different. I always felt like there was something that everyone else had figured out that maybe I just wasn't picking up on. And I've always just kind of been in this questioning state, um, you know, pretty much the whole time that I went through school uh, in college, I studied philosophy and I went to a really small college and uh I, I was able to kind of dive into philosophy during that time because I didn't really have a lot of other distractions. And philosophy really is like that big question of what is reality? Like, what is this thing that we are experiencing here? And, um, you know, especially hermetic philosophy in that particular branch of it, that's really the whole conversation is, you know, talking about what is this reality that we're in and what, you know, how can we navigate it and what's the what's the purpose for all of it, if that makes sense. So again, like, I just feel like people like me, we kind of are drawn towards those questions because for one, we're not thinking about other people as much for better or for worse. So a lot of our brain power kind of needs to go, needs to go to something else. And then number two, you know, being confused about life as, you know, kind kind of having this different perspective, it just drew me towards wanting to look into it and find what is the actual answer to that question. Thank you so much. That's some inspiration for people, I guess, because many of us, we think that when we lack something, when people or society look at ourselves or us as being different, we think that we lack something. We do not have the sufficient capabilities to make changes. And it starts to create inferiority complex within us, right? And that exact thing actually gave you much more than what we thought there is to life, right? So that that's really good for, I guess, people who think that they lack something, but then if they try to look deeper, they will be able to get connected with deeper understanding and why they are the way they are. Would you agree with that, Paul? Yeah, 100%. And at the end of the day, all these quote-unquote mental disorders or whatever you want to call them, they're just different labels that the world tried to come up with to help them understand people like us who are thinking a little bit different, who are maybe wired a little bit differently for whatever reason. We don't fit in with the status quo and the mainstream narrative and the mainstream story of what's going on, um, which is why people like me are, are kind of feel called to entrepreneurship or esoteric philosophy or these other things that might be kind of outside of the system because we're thinking outside of the system. So if you're already in that mindset, if you're already kind of in that mental space, it's going to be so much easier for you to get drawn into stuff like this, where it's kind of, it requires you to think differently, you know? So a lot of folks who are entrepreneurs that I know when they were growing up, they were diagnosed with bipolar or ADHD or autism or whatever the hell you want to label it. But really it's all about just be realizing that you're different you're, you're not wired like everyone else. And that's a good thing. Like it doesn't make you uh, disabled. It's a litter. You just might be in the wrong vehicle. You just might be trying to exist in a system that wasn't set up for you to actually succeed in. So you just got to get into a different vehicle and it unlocks all those superpowers for you. Does that, does that make sense? 
Absolutely. And you nicely described it. So basically what some may consider as curse can actually be a boon because that way you're trying to or able to look at things beyond the prism of natural society or what is taught to you. When you look at things differently, even though you consider different, that's when you start to see deeper understanding of the entire world. Yeah, exactly. Like when I was in the army, I felt like I had a handicap because it was just so sensory overwhelming. And I was just always in this shutdown state to the point where I was having panic attacks almost every day before I would go into the office because it was just such an overwhelming situation. And the, the work wasn't particularly stressful. I mean, it was kind of stressful. Like there are deadlines and you're in the military and all. So people are more serious, like, but, uh, it's not, I wasn't, you know, in a war zone, you know what I'm saying? Like I never got deployed. Thankfully, I don't think that would have worked out very well, but, uh, I was able to see like, Hey, I don't think this environment is suited to me, but it wasn't the military. It was just being being in that office environment in general, it was just not good for my mental health. So um, that kind of led me to say like, okay, I've got to go all in on entrepreneurship because that's what's actually going to, not only is it a good use of my talents, but it's what I need to do for my own mental health and my own mental well-being. So uh, yeah, and it worked out, you know, because that's again, like that's where my my brain is wired to work. Are you oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying that, you know, you got to be in the right space where your talents and everything is actually going to be going to be valued. It definitely is an inspirational and motivational aspect of your life that anyone can use to convert something they think is as lack to something that can be a strength for them. Because all something we need is to look at things differently, not follow the tradition. Just be different. Try to understand why something is there. Try to understand the deeper meaning of everything, which is what you do or what you did. So now, after discussing your background, let's come to discuss what you came to realize, which is the reality, the real truth or the real reality. So how would you describe that? Well, really, um, it's understanding that this is all consciousness that everything is alive everything is one and we are essentially all one being experiencing like that um that you know every, it means that everyone has their own perspective but at uh, at the end of the day everything around you is god or everything around you is consciousness or different types of this kind of vibrational frequency that is pulsating and manifesting itself all throughout the world at different levels of correspondence and creating these different planes of existence that we experience before us. So the long story short of that, like the best allegory that I can think of is that life works kind of like a video game. So it's all code around you. Like everything is fundamentally a type of almost like a simulation, but that's a kind of a simple oversimplification. I think of what it really is, is almost like, um, it's almost like that's just an allegory to kind of help understand what it actually is, which is kind of beyond words. And you, you can only really describe it through allegory, but that's kind of my impression of what life is, not just from my experience, but from reading and studying 
uh, esoteric philosophy and just philosophers in general, going back to the dawn of time, um, they're really all saying these, this same thing, but from different perspectives, or they're saying it in different uh, vernacular. Um, and then if you go over and you look at quantum physics, and if you look at what's being discovered now, um, they're essentially saying the same thing, that the universe is alive, it's expanding infinitely in all directions. Uh, fundamentally that at the the foundation of it all is some sort of a wavelength or some sort of a frequency that is being picked up and that, you know, everything is springing up from that. So hermetic philosophers have been saying this since uh, the ancient world. And they've also been predicting that one day science would come, would come to the same realizations that philosophy has been saying for thousands of years. Um, and also in religion, essentially, all these different religions are really just different interpretations of that same thing. So, for example, in Hinduism, we have this idea that the universe is consciousness vibrating and that Shiva is out there somewhere in the in the cosmos chanting Om, And it's a frequency that keeps everything going and keeps everything running. Again, it's an allegory kind of for this same idea that everything is consciousness, that it's all vibrating around us. And it's essentially like we're swimming in this mental fluid at all times. And really what it all is, it's like this, uh, this consciousness of this great being that we all are existing within because we all are that, that being in the same way that, you know, the bacteria that's in your stomach is kind of a part of you, but it's also not you because it's kind of its own thing, but it exists within you. Um, so we do the same thing, but with this, god thing that we all are um so that's what hermetic philosophy says you know that's what it's kind of has been arrived at over all of this work and uh, i totally agree with that conclusion <laughs> so again this isn't this isn't my conclusion necessarily it's one that i share with with hermetic philosophy if that makes sense so finding that teaching really helped me to kind of make sense of all of this stuff and to put it into words that i could then try to explain to someone but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say go look into this stuff for yourself and really kind of test it against your own beliefs and your own experiences. And you'll see for yourself whether or not it's something you want to believe in. Thank you so much for explaining the hermetic philosophy. So once you had this exposure to hermeticism, did that change anything in you? Did you start to look at the world differently? Did that change your perspective or what changes it made to your day-to-day -day life? Yes. Well, quite a lot. It was actually um, the changes in my life that got me to take notice about this stuff and really start to take it seriously. Because um, what happens is as you gain awareness around these ideas and you start to build uh, kind of in this epiphany that, again, you're, you're swimming in this consciousness that you're a creator, that you can actually kind of write the code yourself and you can start to create and play within the video game of life. Um, that all with it kind of brings a, a leveling up in the, it raises the frequency of the vibration that you're emitting from you. And what it does is it actually causes a physical reaction on the environment around you in which you live. And in hermetic philosophy, this is called uh, initiation because it feels like an initiation. And a lot of times what happens is essentially the energy of your past and all the karma that you have ever stored and worked with over the course of your life, it all catches up to you immediately, both the bad karma and the good karma. 
And it essentially clears everything that needs to happen for you to reach that next level of consciousness, wherein you're able to actually be a creator. And you kind of progress from understanding that you could create your reality to actually doing that and actually feeling what that feels like. And, um, but you can't get there unless you clear out the energy of the past, both the bad and the good. So that's really what got me to take notice of it was basically my whole life falling apart at first was, uh, I got divorced. I moved like halfway across the country. I changed jobs. I changed like all my friends. Basically it was like everything changed and it was super painful and it lasted a few months. Um, and, uh, then I kind of switched over to experiencing the good side of this, this initiation and realizing that, you know, all of the good karma from my past also catched up, catched up with me even faster than the bad stuff. So it was like all the bad shit that was going to happen. I had to deal with it and clear it out right away. And then all the good stuff came right after. And I found that that's a, that's a pattern that repeats itself as you evolve and kind of go through these different states of consciousness. And as you kind of increase the, the frequency around you, you start to have this dramatic effect on your environment to the point where it's impossible for you not to notice what's happening. <laughs> and that, again, that's like the whole point is that um, I can't just sit here and uh, try to prove it all to someone. The whole point is that someone who's really on this path, they'll have already gone through this initiation or they'll be going through it right now and they'll kind of realize it for themselves that this is what is happening, uh, if that makes sense. Because that, that's how it worked for me. It was like the initiation started and then I found out more about it. I was like, oh shit, that's what's happening to me. This makes sense. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so it kind of... Uh, that that kind of is what helped prove it all for me was just going through it myself and then reading books from hundreds of years ago that explained exactly what I was going through in the present. Uh, very surreal experience if you've never had that one before, <laughs> but uh, does that answer your question? So I guess, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like if you're kind of on the right trajectory and you're really, I guess, doing it right for lack of a better word, then it's impossible for you not to notice, you know, if you don't notice any change, then you're not doing it right. So would it be fair to say that the hermetic philosophy and your realization as well, encourage people to think beyond what they think they are, right? Which is what they think as their body, as their reality, and not looking at some, what they were before they were born or what they would be after they die or the whole concept of karma, right? And the the singularity of oneness that you talked about. So would it be fair to say that hermetic philosophy talks about knowing your true identity, knowing the oneness, experiencing that, that oneness, and then giving away or moving away from what you're not. And when you move away from what you're not, most of your suffering also automatically go away. Yeah, I think you just, you hit it on there perfectly, man, right there. That was beautiful. Um, yes, 100%. Like the whole thing is all about knowing yourself and knowing what you really are. And the the truth of that, that I've found, and that again, like hermetic philosophers have, have been finding for thousands of years, the truth is that we are God, like you are a divine being. And, you know, there is no separation necessarily between the spirit that you were before you came here and who you're going to be after you leave, after you die. Um, it's having this kind of full present awareness that we are immortal. Like you are God having this physical experience inside of a human body. 
And, um, and then again, feeling that, like really understanding that that's something that you, you can feel, you can tap into at any moment that you can really drop into that state whenever you, you know, constantly, ideally, like you should, you should try to kind of always be in that state where you're, you're exercising divinity. And that's really what uh, esoteric philosophy is all about is that understanding and that practice of understanding that you are divinity and then actually doing it, doing something with it and creating within the world and actually working to um, have an impact on the world around you. And um, people like me, we're dedicated to the light and dedicated to really trying to make this world a better place and trying to help other people to create and have the best version of their experience and uh, really just kind of get the word out there that, hey, this is a thing like you're you, you are God. You're not supposed to just be in a human meat suit working in a factory doing something you hate. Like the whole reason we came here is to have fun and to create things and to love your life and to really help other people to love their life, too. And the more that we do that all together, the more this world is just going to heal itself. And we're all going to be able to step into that full uh, oneness and that full experience of, of God and just understanding that this, this world is a playground, really, that we get to hang out with and, and interact with and, and uh, be in. And it's a beautiful thing, like when you really kind of let it all sink in for you. Nicely said. I would like to add two more things to that. One, it is quite fascinating that no matter what philosophy we take, it is coming to same realization that we all are divine fragment and we all are fragment of the one, right? And the oneness basically. And I am aware of some philosophies in Eastern world where they talk about oneness. In fact, there's a concept of duality or non-duality. So it is fascinating no matter where we come from, we all end up being there, realizing the same thing. And that basically is so, so I'm repeating the word fascinating, but I'm not able to find any other word right now. But it is actually enlightening as well when you see that no matter where you come from, when you come to a truth, there's only one way you can be or only one direction you can get into. And when the different direction merge into one, that's when you try to realize uh, there's much more to what you are thinking. And that gets me to the second point that I wanted to talk about, where you mentioned that humans are not just, you know, divine fragment in their human body and should not think of themselves as this body, but then think of beyond and understand their true potential. And you did talk about that you're trying to help people. And I, that is something I would say as serendipitous coming across people like you, we are from different countries, right? We are from different backgrounds, living life differently. But then when it comes to understanding the truth, here everyone is coming together, merging and getting toward that absolute truth that is beyond everything. So that's so fascinating to experience and coming across people like you, who is also trying to help people out, who's trying to make people aware of their true identity. And in doing so, moving them from their suffering. Man, you said that so beautifully, man. I really, uh, I'm really blessed to connect with you, man. And uh, yeah, that's 
that's how you know it's real is that you find all these people like each other and you realize we're all saying the same thing just from a different vernacular different words to try to describe the indescribable and that's really what the truth is it's an incommunicable secret that you just know it's impossible to really share because there aren't words with with someone else um yeah, that's the whole point. It's beyond speaking. It's something that you feel or you know inside of you. And that is the evolution. That is the upgrade that gets downloaded into you. And you're like, oh shit, I just know. You know, it's just like these things are apparent. And um, what I found with hermetic philosophy is that is kind of one of the things that they are all trying to say is that it's all one thing. It's all one secret, one truth from from which all of these other things came from. So a really great book that I've been studying is called Anacalypsis by a guy named Godfrey Higgins. Uh, it's from the 1800s. It was written during the time of the Civil War in the US. Um, I think he was actually in England when he wrote it, but but it was around that time, you know, a couple hundred years ago. And um, he's like one of the godfathers of all of this stuff. And he really put it all together. And he just sketched out all of the different esoteric histories of all the different religions of all over the world. And he connects them all back to a time before history, basically. And um, says that really what this is, it's the original religion of the world. Like that this thing that we're talking about here was the original teaching that came into the world with mankind. And over time, it just got diluted and it got spread out throughout all of the different areas of the world, kind of like the telephone game, you know, like where you share something with someone and then 10 people later, it's a different story, but cause it all got twisted over time. It got kind of morphed and trans transformed. So that's really what I believe this thing all is like, it's all one secret and one truth that just got uh, spread out. Like it's, but at the end of the day, like all these religions are really saying the same thing. Um, Jesus and Buddha essentially had the same teaching, just kind of put differently, you know, if you read them and, uh, it's all true. That's the big secret. That's the big secret is that it's all real. Like all these religions are all real there. There's not one that's, uh, uh, you know, better than the others. They're literally all just saying the same things from different perspectives. But, um, then there's kind of this one truth that kind of comes before all of them. And, uh, they're really just trying to condense that into their own versions. Um, but what you find when you start studying all these, these religions is that they all have an esoteric side. So what I mean by esoteric is uh, secret or initiatory. Uh, there's some side of them that has a secret doctrine. Like, um, you know, in a, if, for example, uh, Madame Blavatsky is one of the best writers about this. She wrote a book called The Secret Doctrine, and um, she traveled all over India and all over the East. And she uh, she was a woman from Russia and uh, she found out all of these. She basically got initiated into all of these uh, temples over in uh, places like India or Tibet or places that normally foreigners weren't allowed into. But she was able to make friends with these people and they were and actually get um, initiated into their groups. And what she basically came back with and wrote all her books about was, was this, that at the end of the day, they're all saying the same stuff, especially when you start getting behind closed doors and you go beyond the books and you go beyond the stories and the allegories that all these different uh, religions have come up with. And you actually like sit down with the people who kind of 
put all this stuff together, then they're saying the same stuff that you and me are saying, apparently. I mean, I haven't gone to Tibet and spoken with the monks, uh, not yet, but, <laughs> but I've read books from people who have, and this is what they're saying, that at the end of the day, we're all saying the same thing. And the people who are really in the know, they, they know. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> they do know all this stuff, you know, and um, it's just been lost since the dawn of time. Uh, it's fascinating. Like the longer I go down this rabbit hole, the deeper it goes. I can understand that having walked through the same path, experienced different things, I can understand. Even when you describe a word, that does not does not do proper justice to the feeling that we get. But the other thing that typically happens is when we come from unity in diversity, so coming from diverse philosophy, and we come to oneness and understand the truth, the absolute truth, the other thing that happens is you start to think alike. You start to experience alike. And that's exactly something that happened, Paul. I was about to direct you towards asking some of the resources for people to get into hermetic philosophy. And without even me asking, you got there. So that's another validation of when the synergies happen, when people operate on the same vibration. That's when you see the all the diversifications start to unify yeah exactly and um what you just spoke about is something that i've uh, experienced a lot is a telepathic connection you know and mm -hmm. i really think that that is real like we are all connected you know like right now you and me we are engaged in an energetic exchange as two divine beings who are both aware of ourselves and aware of each other so when you have that level of consciousness and awareness, it like forms a bridge between you and me where we're not just engaged in this physical speaking dialogue, but there's also a mental energetic exchange that is going on between us that is invisible because essentially, fundamentally, you and me are the same. We're both God experiencing life from different perspectives. So when you tap into that, it seems like telepathy. It seems like we can read each other's mind. And in a, in a sense, we can. But it's really just that we're, again, like on this same frequency. We're on this same, like we're both tapped into the same radio station, um, living inside of the same, uh, you know, vortex, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like the way that I see manifestation and all of this stuff, it's like, um, you know, you attract what you are and we all are the same being. So it's like we're all swimming inside of this thing together and then when there's a connection that's established between parts like like you and me that are kind of at this level of awareness, it's like, you know, different sides of the brain of God having a conversation, trying to come up with some sort of a, you know, consensus or a solution. And um, looks like a consensus has been formed based off of our conversation, <laughs> which just further kind of cements and increases that neurological pathway inside of the collective consciousness that we're all existing within. So I really think that like the more conversations like this we have, um, it it doesn't just do this for the listener and for us, but it also spreads this wavelength around the whole world because, you know, I guarantee you that we're not the only people recording a podcast about this today. I bet there's uh, hundreds of thousands of people like us sitting down, having a conversation just like this today. And we're getting to a point where we're all starting to look at each other and be like, oh, you too? You've realized all this too? Oh, you got those downloads too? Oh, you had that conversation with God too? He told you the same thing? Wow. 
that's a fucking coincidence. <laughs> so slowly it's becoming more of like a complete awareness to the point where eventually everyone in the world is going to be thinking this way because it's the truth, like you said. And then when that happens, we'll be ready for a new level of existence that right now we're just kind of dreaming about, you know, it'll be like a completely different paradigm that we'll get to navigate. And um, yeah, it's exciting. Looks like we might be going to space. Elon Musk building rockets. So <laughs> I'm ready to get out there, you know, and explore the universe and uh, see where this whole rabbit hole. Paul, I think we lost you. Can you hear me? I was saying, uh, I was saying, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where the whole rabbit hole goes. You know, it looks like it might be going to space with rocket ships. <laughs> Why not? And I would say, yeah, I think people who are listening to us, they would definitely be seeing how much excited. I mean, the enthusiasm is something that can be experienced, right? And that enthusiasm is by being in the same resonance, being in the synergy and experiencing something that we otherwise do not associate life with. And that is something that comes when you come to certain realization, when you start to see things differently, and when you start to have deeper understanding of life. So I completely agree with you, Paul, on the enthusiasm as well as the synergies that makes us experience completely different thing than what we thought about life. And then it unifies us in a way that we never thought would happen, right? Telepathic experiences and reading each other's mind, doing things that one does not have to communicate to you, basically. And that's the real example of happening right now because there were some things I wanted to direct you to and you automatically went there because we were operating in the same resonance. Yeah, man. And it's it's just getting stronger, like yep. between all of us. Everything yep. is, uh, all the timelines are collapsing on themselves. Absolutely. So with that, I know that you and I can feel, I know there are many others can feel, you did talk about there are at least 100,000 people more, they might be having the same conversation because there's a shift that is happening. But we do still have a lot of skeptics who are on the borderline and they still have some doubts. So what advice or what words you have for them? Honestly, just that um, they just obviously hasn't, haven't had the experiences necessary. And most of the time it's because people who are skeptical, they haven't actually taken any action. So they haven't actually looked into this stuff. They haven't actually experimented with it and they haven't actually taken any risks. So they haven't actually like tried to create anything, I guess is what I'm saying. So that's what I always say to people. It's like what we're talking about here really at the end of the day is like when you get past the, the philosophy side, what we're talking about is creating your own re reality and understanding that everything around you is energy. You are energy. You can move energy to create in your world. You can essentially manifest whatever you want, but it's, it's a matter of taking action. Like action is the best way to manifest. Um, it's, you have to go beyond just philosophizing and thinking about stuff. You have to actually do something. So if we're talking about reality creation, like the best way for you to see if that's real or not is to go out there and try to create your own reality. So 
try to manifest something, maybe try to start a business or do something like that. Like I really like um, a guy named Alex Hormozzi and his YouTube channel has really spoken to me a lot lately when it comes to entrepreneurship. And what he said is entrepreneurship is the closest you can get as a human to, to being God and really experiencing that. Because at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is creating your own reality. It's taking the things from your head and making them appear in the physical world. And the better you can do that, the faster that you can do that. So the, the better of an entrepreneur that you are, the more you are like God, because you're able to actually just pull whatever's out of your head and make it into something in the real world. So I really agree with that. So, you know, if you're someone who really wants to get into this, I'd say, Hey, like start up a business or start some sort of a side hustle, or maybe start a podcast, like what you're doing, or maybe start a YouTube channel or like whatever kind of is calling to you do that thing. And it doesn't mean you got to like quit your job and burn all the boats like right away. Like, no, just, uh, you know, get into this stuff and start to maybe set up some sort of a side hustle or something where you are a creator and you're actually creating from your own energy. And you'll see for yourself, you'll see what happens. Like, um, that's where the magic comes in is once you've taken that step and you've put yourself out there and you've kind of surrendered to the experience and, you know, you've said to the, to God or the universe or whatever, however you want to conceptualize that you've kind of put yourself out there and said like, okay, I'm ready. You know, I've, I'm taking a leap of faith. I'm seeing if this is real. I'm going to try to actually create something in my reality and then just see what happens and just watch what happens as that all unfolds. And again, don't be afraid if what happens is maybe you start to trigger some people around you and then suddenly you realize those people aren't the best people to have in your life, because that's what happened to me. Cause I started to go all in on this stuff. And I realized that a lot of people I was spending time with, including my ex-wife, uh, weren't the best people for me. Like there was toxic relationships that I was in. So I had to get out, you know, you had to get out of that situation and had to uh, move across the country. Like I said, you know, what I, so again, like my whole life changed as a result of this stuff. But again, like it required me putting one foot in front of the next and taking action and making all the hard decisions that were in front of me, uh, for me to really kind of experience this stuff and really get into it. Like, you know, if I just sat around all day reading books about the law of attraction and I never actually did anything, then yeah, I'd be very skeptical. And I'd be like, oh, this shit doesn't work. I sat around thinking about manifesting money all day and I didn't manifest anything. Well, I guess it doesn't work. So that's where most people are stuck is they're not actually doing anything. And then they, they wonder why it doesn't work. And, uh, they, you know, you got to take action on, uh, what you're trying to do. So I do have two more questions for you, Paul. One is there are people who are not in the right mental frame. Maybe they are depressed. They are dealing with anxiety. Do you have any piece of advice for people who consider themselves to be mentally weak or incapable of doing something? Yeah, you got to switch that. You got to uh, stop telling yourself that story and you got to get into a better state of mind and not make excuses. Um, Cause I was there for a long uh, stretch of time. And at the end of the day, um, it's all bullshit. Honestly, it's all just a shitty story that you're telling yourself to keep yourself stuck in this rut. And at the end of the day, you just got to pull yourself out of it. However you can stop telling yourself that story and understand that at the end of the day, it's probably just some vibrational frequency that you're picking up on. That's not even you. So sometimes again, going back to this idea that we're all 
telepathically connected, you might actually just be picking up on someone else's shit or something that is uh, attaching itself to you, kind of feeding you this narrative that you've taken as your own. Like a lot of times we're holding on to stuff from our, our parents or someone that we grew up with or some teacher who talked down on us when we were a kid, like that story is still with you and you just got to get rid of it. I mean, I know that sounds like an oversimplification, but I found that I was overcomplicating it. Like when I was stuck in that, in that headspace, I was overcomplicating it. And at the end of the day, you really just got to get out of it. You got to start moving, taking action, uh, you know, take good care of yourself, like go, go uh, move every day, do stuff like yoga really helps. Like you got to get yourself out of that negative headspace and just understand that again, like it's all, it's all baloney. It's not true. And, um, you know, don't believe it, I guess is really the best advice that I could give to someone. Um, but you know, again, like they're not going to see the results until they start taking action and actually do something. Absolutely. And that's a very good advice. What it means is that one has to stop thinking, stop accumulating information from books or even motivational speakers, but then start acting and understanding or realizing things don't happen to us, things happen for us. And by taking action, we can start making difference around us. And the thing that we mentioned, we all are divine fragment. If you see yourself as this body, you will be limited to what capacity or capability this body has. But when you start to understand who you truly are, when you spend time, when you push yourself from whatever you think is comfort or try to make things uncomfortable for you by doing exactly what Paul mentioned, you can start to see, experience things that you are capable of and you will see that things, what you are worried about or troubling you, they no longer exist for you. Would you agree with that, Paul? Yeah, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, I don't want to sound cold, but it's like, you just got to tell that voice to shut up. Just tell us it's not, it's not real. It's not true. And the more that you take action against that, the, the, the softer that voice will become. And eventually it's just going to go away. So you just gotta, just gotta start, you know, just gotta stop sitting on the couch all day, watching Netflix and, you know, get out there and do stuff. <laughs> and again, I'm speaking from like, this is what I was doing. I was sitting on the couch watching Netflix, feeling depressed and sad all the time. And, uh, had to stop doing that, you know, <laughs> had to start taking action and going to the gym more often and start that business that I always wanted to start. And, you know, that kind of thing. So, uh, you just gotta put that shit aside and do the thing. It's easier sure. said than done though, but that's kind of the whole point. Sure. And I'm sure people can take inspiration from what you have done, what you are able to accomplish. So my last question to you, Paul, is how can people reach out to you where they can find you or your work? They are able to follow you or get more inspiration from you. Well, thanks, man. And uh, yeah, go to beyondhomosapien.com and you can look up the Beyond Homo Sapien podcast anywhere that podcasts are found. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you, man. And the, the whole point that I want to do this show is to really hold space for people who are going through this experience and give them that confirmation that, you know, they're not alone. You're not going crazy. And that actually, again, this stuff is like the oldest teaching of all time that 
actually there, there's a lot of people like like you and me who are going through this and have gone and have gone through it and um thankfully a lot of those people wrote books that we can refer to and uh, get some, even more uh confirmation and even more validation around this stuff so with that paul i, I must say it has been really a pleasure talking to you i saw many synergies between how we think it was again fascinating to see coming from different approaches or philosophies but then realizing one absolute truth so thank you so so much for being here sharing your insight and helping people be more spiritual hey man no problem and uh yeah i think at the end of the day what i'm really trying to say is like we are all spiritual just kind of by default whether you whether you know it or not you are a spiritual being having this experience and when you wake up to that everything changes absolutely well thank you so much paul once again it was a pleasure talking to you i do hope that our synergies will meet once again i'll be looking forward to talking to you in future as well but till then do take care of yourself all the best for you good work thank you man you too